All right, it's time for an intro, folks. Do you, do you smell that? Do you smell? It smells like coffee. Yeah, I thought morning. it sm- smells like an intro. So let's do let's 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 do this, folks. One second, one second, one second. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm so scared. I don't even want to drink it. Like, I'm watching him. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the Taking to Notes. The Faking Notes. Faking Notes podcast, faking. where we've uh, changed our title, as you know. Because <laughs> um, we're very reliable. Because we didn't want to get uh, sued. But yeah, about that guy who has the taking notes podcast. Yeah, that's that's that. like has a lot of episodes, but like you can't even like find it. <laughs> Sham. We're gonna have him, so we're gonna have him on the pod. But anyways, this is the <laughs> Faking Notes podcast. Thank I you. hope you enjoyed our theme song um, that you just heard for the show. Uh, why don't Why don't you just uh, give us a little taste of that, Drew? Uh 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 uh. Faking notes. I meant faking notes. Faking notes. Faking notes. (laughs) And then a giant symbol. (laughs) (laughs) Symbol crash just to wake him up. So we'll have everything in an incredibly low volume. And then we'll just have it. It's it's an audio jump scare. It's like Five Nights at Freddy, but for your ears. <laughs> You're dead. Oh my god. So if you had to remake Five Nights at Freddy's, like what would be what would be our version? The rated R version? Oh, oh no. our version? Our oh, version. Our version. Actually, our version probably would be no, dude, the rated R our, version. Our version would be like you're in a practice room and you're, they've locked you in there. It's like oh your it's your Juilliard teacher. Because and they're walking fobs. around the halls oh, no. and you're trying to get out because you're hungry. And and all they want, and if you walk out, you have they like just la. They and they're always law. checking the window to see if you're practicing. Oh my god! But this actually sounds like real. This, the, this sounds like a great thing we need to make. Oh my god! The practice room. Is so and sad. you're just faking notes in the practice room. It's so true. Like you have to sit there at the piano and pretend you're practicing, but you're actually just checking face. And you're avoiding the razor blades in between the keys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah true wild. story. It's it actually there's no keys. It's only razor. It's blades. Only razor blades. You're playing razor blades. Yeah, yeah. But you know it toughens you up. Hey, you know what? If you can play razor blades, uh, <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like reverse Edward Scissor hands, where it's just like you take your hands and you just jam and them then on you scissors. jam them on scissors. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Carn- you're Carnegie Con- Con- Hall ready. Oh my God! So that that didn't take long for us to already talk about Juliet. Let's talk yeah. about L.A. Yeah, Drew, how's L.A.? L.A. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about it. Uh, it's been kind of uh, a, a a level of depression, but you know what? I'm finding my people, and that's super huge. Like, it's awesome. hanging out with you and doing these podcasts. It's it's really just me. It's just <laughs> it's just you go away. We both just we don't speak to anyone else. No. I sit in darkness, no lights on, and uh, then I wait, you know, about every week, and then I'm just like, God, you text me, thank God. Yeah, and honestly, like, it's so good to see you, because you're from it. New York. Yeah, like, we we're like, we're like the weird, we're the crossover artists. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that makes a big difference. It it's really good does. you're finding people. Yeah, I'm finding people. There's, there's, I'm actually talking with a girl. What? One second. Girl. Let me, let what me are, what Google are, that. I, I saw a girl on TV one 
time. And that yeah. was wild. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this girl's Continue. really cool. And so one thing that I'm learning, I've been single like for a long time. I've dated. How long? Let's hear the numbers. The Oh, man. Last girlfriend, girlfriend I had was high school going into college. Like, I've wow. dated girls since then. Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah, dated. Yeah, and, like, but... long-term, like, six months here, six months there, but it never, like... So, so, so is it girlfriend now? Have we hit... Are we, we're, we're edging there. Have you not said the words? We haven't. Is she gonna... Is she gonna find out on the pod? She's gonna find out on the pod. On the pod? Uh, no, You're married. but, like, but... <laughs> It's just incredible. I'm proud. I'm happy for you, too. We're, we're, uh... We're just talking, man, and, and it's really cool, and... But it seems like it's going in a mature direction. It's going in a way that's it's drama. There's no really drama. And it's I'm nice. thinking that's about going exclusive. You know, there's definitely, I'm like not, Hashtag. I'm not feeling compelled to talk to other girls and go on other dates. So it feels good. That's great. But what comes with that is I, I haven't really, I was like, I don't even know how to be in a relationship anymore. And, you know, one thing I'm realizing is, you know, when you're in a relationship with a girl, like she'll like text you, like, what she's doing during that day, like as it happens. <laughs> and I'm sitting here, I'm like either at home practicing or playing video games or editing stuff. So I'm always in a focus. Yeah, yeah. My phone's we're, away. Yeah, we're never, we're never done. So. Exactly. It's, it's, it's 24-7. So I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, oh God, I have a message from her 30 minutes ago. I hope she doesn't think that I'm like, ghost. I'm like legit. You're dead. Oh, it's a away stress. From my it's phone. Like- yeah, it's like, oh man. That's yeah, what, and then I message her back, and, and I don't want her to feel like I don't care and value the relationship. I'm just a super independent person, and I'm mm-hmm. away from my phone. You you got to be like this ESPN updates. You know, she texts you. It's like, yeah, and I need to check in. No, for real. I, like, check in when I, like, go places. I left my phone in the car as we speak. So oh, man, stress, I told her I was going to get here anxiety. when I got here safe, so I'm freaking out about that. Live breaking news. I'm just used to being I've my own human. waffles for breakfast. I had waffles. Oh, you know what? And you know how it made me feel? Let's hear it. The waffles made me, they reminded me of a childhood memory when I Where had waffles on the waffles with my mom. did they touch you? Mrs. Buttersworth. Aunt Jemima has Dude, a dark she's, past. Really? Yeah. Well, of course, everything now, man. Did everything we used to realize is just like, <laughs> dude, Aunt Jemima, she was a pseudo communist, right? Yeah. And she like made, just made she, that she, up, gave, so. she gave children diabetes. But that's still happening. Yeah, no, that, that's <laughs> facts. Oh man, that'd be just but, like, wait. But anyway, like, oh, that's rough. I'm just, I'm just, I'm learning, and it's really great, and I think it could grow. I hope it can grow. I'm not trying to like jinx it or anything, but you know what? I need to like chill out. If it feels good, thing. yeah, it's good. I'm just gonna like. Well, plus that's a long time because if yeah. you think about it, it's like weird coming to it at a different stage of life. So it's like. Like a high school relationship, you know, very different yeah. from a college relationship, mm-hmm. different environment, different age, different mindset. Mm-hmm. In grad school, I was intentionally I was like no dating because I had dated an undergrad, which was fine. Yeah. But then it's just like I realized I'd spent so much time like, in, you know, in the relationship and in that mindset, I didn't meet other people. So I was intentional. I went to grad school. I was like, I will not date anyone in this building. Yeah. And conveniently, since I never left the building for two years, yeah. uh, it just worked. didn't work out, which was, which was actually been nice because it allowed me. You know, there were there were perks because I got to like meet people, spend time. Yeah. You know, it's just by by just making it a rule. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't have to stress about getting it. And then, of course, the moment I graduate, three weeks later, I find Amy. 
but it's it's another and i remember when you yeah. found amy yeah you were like so stoked on it i was, I was just so like yeah because because it was like what it sounds like what you're describing because it was simple she doesn't like lie about anything very little drama yeah. something's wrong she'll let you know and there's yeah. rarely anything <clears throat> thing wrong except did I did I say that right? Okay. okay, okay yeah. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, there's rarely Also, good. Amy's listening to this and she's like, actually, uh, Dude, she is, I'm going to come with she's, a manifesto. She's, she's, she, is, <laughs> she is not faking notes. She is taking, <laughs> she is taking notes. And, and, and delivering them to your door. Oh, my God. I, 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 I really. You can't hear the gun through the microphone. But it's yeah, like, yeah, there's one at his head right yeah, now. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but, but no, like that, I mean, that's the benefit. So it's got to be like much trickier for you because it's. It's not even like stepping stones. It's like you just hopped in the freaking elevator and yeah. like press four, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yo, it's wild. But I'm like super, I'm open to it, you know, because the whole, I, I need some stability in my life. I have so much instability in my life. And just the fact that, you know, it's still new, but she's like, you know what? I'm, I If I can only see for a few hours, that's cool. I'll take what I can get. I know you're out here doing your own thing mm-hmm. and I'm going to be here. Like, that's huge. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? 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 Yeah, well, there's something so. about just having that. Of course, it comes with, like, more problems because suddenly, you know, your time's not all your time anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, like, of course I miss that. But yeah. then again, there's real benefits because, it one, you know, you get to, you know, have a close bond with someone. Depressed. Like Which you're is less, like, less what depressed. Is this life for support system. So yeah. if something goes wrong, say move to a new city, mm-hmm. jobs one person's jobs tough, and one person's finding job. Like it's like okay, there's a support system there 100%. you can talk to. So it's you know it's there's it's, a real it's a toss. Thing. It's yeah, it's a toss back and forth. There's a but, real thing about having somebody to bounce, yeah. like just the mundane shit yeah. that happens in your life, like somebody oh cuts you God. off in traffic, and like also that negative feed back loop of self-talk that you give mm-hmm. yourself like if you don't have somebody to talk to yeah like it can just spiral and plus you realize the ridiculousness it's just like yeah it's, it's like, just like oh my god someone blah 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 and then because you, you said it out loud to another human and, and you like, see them oh, react and they're just like wow wow first world yeah Ugh. oh man you know this gluten-free pretzel just was like oh it's just it was only worth Six dollars, not seven dollars. Yeah, exactly. Or like, hey, I- burn him, <laughs> burn him. Or no, Janet really had the best intent when she said that, oh, but she yeah. just didn't know how to deliver it yeah. to you. Yeah, you know. Or like, oh, what this bullshit that you've been telling yourself for a year and a half, mm-hmm. and the reason why you haven't been on Instagram or social media or producing content consistently. Yeah. That's bullshit. Like you're doing the right yeah. thing. Well, plus, I mean, it's good to have someone be the bumpers. Yeah, when something gets ridiculous, it's just like, you know, being down about new city, new job, and seeing all of your friends become great successes, which is, of course, amazing. Yeah. Talk about that later. But get it together. Either decide that you're going to, you know, work on your thing or decide that you're going to do something else or find this job. You know, do it and accept that decision. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, it's different when, you know, you're reading an article online about getting things together. And then when someone you live with who knows you, do for us, for you, mm-hmm. and for us, and for me, to d- 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 do, do it, you know, or just like just continue do what it. you're doing, but just like accept it mm-hmm. and be comfortable with those consequences. Put up or so, shut up. So it helps. But I mean, one of the nice, the nice things you're gonna have just like going through these relationships is besides this support system and someone to talk to is just that responsibility mm-hmm. by having some commitment to something. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm going to hit the gym. 
I could always yeah. just put it off to the next day. I yeah. always put it off tomorrow. If I'm the only one that's accountable. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, I need to see this girl. So, yeah, I have a flat tire. I need to take it to the dealership yeah. today. Yeah, and you did it. But and I would have dragged that out, I literally. I would have it out, yeah. I'd be bum, 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 bum. I'd be, there'd be no tires. I'd be Flintstoning. Flintstoning in my Ford C-Max. Yeah, man. That's a hybrid, man. It's just, it's energy efficient. I mean, Rub hey, my feet it, out. It, it, it runs half on your farts. God. You know, you can get through. Yeah. But, but it uh, doesn't, mine doesn't run on it, but I still just, I provide the same amount of farts. So, <laughs> Segway. 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 I have a question, Trevor. What's the question, dude? Do you ever deal with imposter syndrome? I have a confession. My name is not Trevor. Oh, shit. I am, in fact, Drew. <laughs> I was not expecting that. This is this is the plot of I, us. I'm actually Trevor. This is the plot of us. <laughs> you guys have been fooled by all single-digit episodes you've listened to so far. <laughs> yeah, this is not yeah. Drew's voice. It's Spoiler, Drew's it's voice. the plot of us. We are actually just each other. Yeah. And we've just swapped mics. And the whole thing was you realize that everyone is each other in the end. We're all the same. And then a rainbow comes out. <gasps> Double rainbow. And at, the, at the end of the rainbow, it's not a pot of gold. It's just a leprechaun's ass. And then, and then out of that leprechaun's ass walks out Jordan Peele. And he's like, I told you, bitches. And then, that, and then the roll, roll credits. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I haven't seen us yet. I haven't either. I, I, I need to see to. it. It's just like I know I it's too to. scary to like take other people with, mm-hmm. and but it looks very good, which oh, means yeah. it deserves my money. One hundred percent. Like 100%. it just looks. Anything good. Jordan Peele does, I was watching Dude. Big Mouth. Have you seen Big Mouth on Netflix? No, no, no. You've told me about. It's this. about puberty and stuff. It is. Legit. Is he in on that? He, I, his is name he a producer? shows up in that. I don't know oh, okay. what capacity, but his name shows up. Well, he's big time. He can be an executive producer. Like for real, Trevor c- comedy. Gold, especially Dude, somebody so who's on the this. other side of puberty, like very much on the other side of puberty now. Yeah, working on it. Yeah, you know, I think I'm I'm done. I'm 27, and my, my skull is fused. I'm, I'm out of puberty, <laughs> right? The comedy, the the hormone monster, the the way that they come at puberty from an from an adult perspective, not as a kid perspective. Mm-hmm. Like this is what to expect with <clears throat> adults who've been through it, looking back on what it was like and how fucked up it was. It's so dope. It's so fun. Oh my God. Dude, that's what's up. I mean, yeah. you know, for for um, FCC purposes, yeah, um, we have to. We do have to reveal to you that Netflix is a sponsor of the show. <laughs> um, I wish. So wow. So I we just had to say to take that bullshit tours and stuff. Dude, dude, man, you're, you're but before me, we go speaking, on that, yeah, let's, before we okay, go on that, I don't want to go back. Can we to segue to syndrome? what we were talking about? Yeah, can we go dude, back to imposter all the time? I mean, even this you know? morning in the shower when I'm like. Looking down at the soap, and so I'm like looking at the soap. Mm, don't and, drop um, it, and it's just like, well, especially because if I drop it, it's you know, it's, it's the squirt bottle stuff. Like oh, you can't yeah. pick that; it's nah, really hard to pick really up. So you're gonna be down up. there a long time. Yeah, and then it's Somebody, just like somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, do I use hello. the soap to you know like help out, or let's, mm, is that gonna irritate my lips. skin? <laughs> um, am I gonna have a smoky smooth contour? Um, now you know how it goes, uh, yeah. but. But so yeah, yeah, like all, all the time, which is weird. It's it's not. It's like a big you know boohoo 
you know, like, oh, wait, wait, wait. going to like a nicer place or like, you know, like you have like getting recognition, doing gigs when there's millions who just don't even, don't even have that opportunity. But I think there's just an added stress. The closer you get to something, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're around people, in, let's mm-hmm. say a certain tier, it just, it makes it, there's a lot more negatives. Cause it's just like, I never felt this bummed about music, which is weird. I'm better than I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. 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 It's just like, okay, yeah. I probably have a better skill set. I'm rusty on a lot of things I used to be good yeah. at. But if you take the generalist whole package, okay, I can handle most problems. Uh-huh. And yet I've just never felt worse about it. Yeah. And it's not just other people having success, which is great because it's that weird duel. Yeah. I'm incredibly happy for them. Our friend, I talk about this with our friend John Hong all the time. It's yeah. I'm super happy for them. It's oh, the greatest man, he's thing. And it. all I want them to do is be happy. Yeah. And then a total reflection of yourself is just like, wow, I haven't won anything and blah, blah, blah. Or I haven't written something and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. and so. I haven't made a blah. video in a while, but everybody's talking about these videos I used to make when nobody yeah. watched them, but now they watch. Them. Yeah. It's wild. But also it's it's like I feel guilty about sharing the things that I'm doing. I've gotten to a weird because I look at mm-hmm. people bragging about the gigs they get on Instagram, and, and, on and it annoys you, right? It annoys the hell out of me. And also, my bank account and my security and my all of these things, like my musical insecurity, mm-hmm. which I'm very musically insecure because I can't. I'm struggling with improving and and and. All these different things. Yeah, uh, I don't feel like it, but I can. But you give me a sheet of music, I can play it now. Yeah. I can play it down easy. That's the thing. Is it's that cognitive dissonance of like I am playing things like uh, Alicia Keys and Josh Groban and Sarah Brightman and all these other big names, but I also I'm I'm like supporting their dreams. I want to mm-hmm. be that person. You so want to have like, your dreams supported. Yeah. So. so it's it's kind of like hear this. We're we'll going to tour yeah, and yeah. I'll play viola for you. Hey, yeah, and I'll just rap. Let's I do it. I never actually I don't even think I've physically held a viola. I would love to do this podcast on tour and then complain for money. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's be very do unfunny what we do. and just like complain yeah it's true um, okay so, yeah so it's i mean it's this weird thing like i guess everyone at any stage because you know it's only like where you're at what's what's on your mind it's not the best so it's just because people as they naturally climb to like whatever heights they get to i guess they're always going to feel this and you see some people practicing even still, like achieving greatness. I don't know. Like the one tough thing I had is like I always like the business side of music. Mm. I like thinking about music mm. a lot. I love talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's why me too. It's why I'm sitting here doing this. But it's like I found that I like doing even the most pedantic things almost more than ever. Like the act of composing mm-hmm. that might be my least favorite part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's just something to confront with. How do you deal with. with that? Yeah, it's tough. It's yeah. just like conceptual things and I like very detailed things. Yeah, but. I just don't do well in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the middle is huge yeah. and the most important. Middle grounds. Yeah, I love the concepts. For instance, like in a, like in a, mu- a musical or something, working mm. with, good, I, I've, I, how to combat it is at least finding a great team and super trusted people. I love generating the idea, sitting around, doing the talks around like, you know, what could this be about? What's the kind of structure? And then I love dealing with the minute details, the tiniest changes, mm, you know, mm-hmm. if you're thinking the film perspective, edit the this nuance. frame, switch this guy. I love giant conceptual stuff. I love tiny nuance, mm-hmm. but that's almost useless without the 80% in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's either like, meat and potatoes. it's either like mm-hmm. get really good at these other two mm-hmm. or get to the meat, but the actual work, 
work on this thing, spit out some ideas, bounce, 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 bounce. And then it's just like I'm lucky enough to have found people who are great at just working. And I think the work stuff. is everything. It's the yeah. grit. It's the grind. Mm-hmm. But my perspective, I'm curious of your perspective of like, how, as a composer, mm-hmm. how do you feel when you see your friends posting their achievements online? Because like, I'm wondering what, if I should share, yeah, you it's know, weird. these things, like I'm going on tour with Alicia, because I'm purporting a lifestyle that, you know, you yeah, yourself. I am doing that, but I'm not Alicia Keys. And I feel like a lot of people... Like, when they do that, they feel like they are kind of like that person, too. No, my life is super different than hers. Mm-hmm. And also, me playing with her, for anything... Like, the camera shows me for two seconds in the actual yeah. heart rate. Like, I'm not trying but, to be like... But I, do you share that two... you share those two seconds, though, right? I did. I did not. Oh, the nice I resistance. Did not. And the thing is, is, like, I was on Jimmy Kimmel, too, with this group called Half Alive. Mm-hmm. And people were DMing me, seeing me. It's like, hey, is that you? For context, literally only half the band is alive. They're, yeah, there's they're, they're, it's a nice mix of zombies, yeah. uh, ghouls, and just killer bass players. That's the only, like, yeah, two dead things yeah. I could think of. <laughs> but, but let's be the bass players Wait, are Wait, bass dead. players are also dead. They're dead. <laughs> like, come on. It's actually... They're alive, but they're, they're just not sure if they're, you know, it's really hard to tell if they're alive or not. Bass player slam. Uh, swinging down. Yeah. It's so, yeah, you got to swing down on the bass players. As a violist. Because they I'm gig everywhere down. and they're I'm like, I'm still punching down yeah. as a violist. Because, because, bass because let's be real, <laughs> bass players, there's a bass in every genre and yeah. they just gig all the time. Yeah. And like get to buy. Like, and then violas, you're like, stuff. oh, what's that? I thought yeah. it was a violin. Why <laughs> yeah. are you here? I hired you for violin. I hired you for violin. Can you play violin? Yeah. Wait, can you play treble clef? Can you just try it? And just tune those strings. Just try tune it. those strings like, up. Can you play those? C6? Can you play in six octave, please, on your viola? <laughs> oh, so you can't. Oh, you're trash. Wait, trash. you don't play violin? <laughs> it's like a yeah it's crazy so but i want to find a solution i want to find a solution because my thought synthesis about this imposter syndrome is like i try to be authentic mm-hmm. online i try to create a persona where i don't want to put on airs and put on a perception of my life and what it's like uh when it that's not the case that's not the reality mm-hmm. yeah i played for alicia keys but since then you know, I've done some school tours, but I'm also sitting at home a lot. Yeah. Like, just trying to figure out how to come back to social media, how, social media, how to, you know, because I'm a, such a different person than I was mm-hmm. when I was at Juilliard. And even when I was in New York. Yeah. I'm a, a very different, different person. I think about things differently. Mm-hmm. So how do I reflect that and it's, also it's not weird. flex? As I've, like, declined. I still maintain doing some pretty dope stuff. Yeah. It's not at the... It's in different fields. It's not the same level. But I've just, I've declined in posting for, you know, two, three years ago, up until like the election. I was just like on Facebook all the time. So people would recognize me on that platform, you know, very uncomfortable. But after that happened, I was like, okay, less Facebook. And even moving. So it's like, I've done more. I've taken more photos. I've seen more of the world, done some great stuff, but I got worse about posting it. And so you'd think it's healthier, right? You know, yeah. less time on, yeah. you know, a social media platform, not doing vain things. So it's like I have a backlog. Like now it's been like over a year. And it's just like, mm. oh, I did this great thing a year ago. Yeah. Like five nights, performances, yeah. thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Didn't post about it. Yeah. Just completely 
you know, I took the photos. I just never got to that point. And I think it's dealing yeah. with that. Do I, do I really want to post this? How do I craft this so it's not annoying? You'd think I'd feel better. Mm-hmm. But at least for me, I haven't found this to be the case because I'm still doing that comparison. I'm not even comparing my real life. You know, I mean, you see those images, you know, it's like the problem is comparing your real life to the front store life of people on social media. No, I'm now comparing my weak ass front store. Yeah, to like the back I am, store. Yeah, I am. Yeah, the I am. The seller, you yeah, got so fucking it's just like, grenades so, in there. So now, so yeah, like, dude, it's, so I'm selling my grenade store and I'm looking at, and, and I've got nothing on the front and my business looks kind of like yeah. sketchy, but Grenades Are Us is across the street. Hey. Yeah, and they they got the good shit. They got that giraffe grenade giraffe. Boom Dude, are we up. talking about weed? Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> weed. Wait, is that a real? <laughs> grenade, I don't know, but it sounds giraffe. like that really grenade sounds giraffe like sounds like a bomb ass sativa. So, but before we fall, before we segue further talk about- further into uh, that whole, I this I love this podcast, man. Yeah, because I it feels like talk therapy. I think I have a solution. I need I need your help. Yo, so I'm, t- so I'm, I'm gonna. Do I'm you gonna have fake a why? Do you have a why? Why do you post? I think for me, that's exactly why I stopped because I didn't have a reason to. I achieved what I wanted. Also, when I see other people, mm-hmm. I'm influenced by other people. I'm on these platforms a lot. People post to be seen. That's that's a shitty why. Yeah, that's, that's awful. a very shitty why. The why I used to do it was so that I could help kids, and I think I've forgot that it's funny because my main like teaching philosophy uh-huh. is why uh-huh. this information is useless if you don't know why we have it exactly. or it's just you know like our talk therapy it's good for you to tell me that because i didn't i had i did not think about that at mm-hmm. all the why of posting mm-hmm. and i think that's important i stopped thinking about it mm-hmm. and at the end of the day if the why is not about you mm-hmm. then it becomes a no-brainer yeah, and think- and the why stopped being about me. Stop started being about me, especially for the ship when I was on the ship for four and a half months because mm. I felt depressed by not posting. So I needed to post for me, just so I could feel a little bit better. But then that's a shitty why. Yeah, I, I'm not inspired. By and I think me. in a similar boat, it's just like if I'm not a current fan of me, yeah, I'm then not why a fan would of I? Me. If I felt, yeah. if I'm not a fan of me, oh. yeah. Be, be become our new book idea. Be a fan of you. <laughs> but it's so true. It's just like if I don't, if I'm not liking current me, bro. Then why would I post to? It's like you're having imposter syndrome with yourself. With uh, myself, dude. One hundred percent. When I moved, I didn't like myself. See, it took us like twenty minutes to just get to yo. To, that we just hate. We could, hate ourselves, just, guys. Just, man, you could. <laughs> this could be like a three. That could be line three in a blog, wow. and it, you listen to twenty minutes. Yeah, looking back at the stuff you used to yeah. do and being like, no, that was dope. I was super yeah. a fan of that, but by some nature, I wasn't doing that, and because I wasn't doing that, I started hating myself. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I wonder if it's it's a combination, probably, of both moving to somewhere new, and it's this point yeah. and our lives because like everyone around this age i mean some of they've continued on the trajectory are doing well some have jumped in ventures going well yeah. but for the most part they're probably in the same boat quarter life crisis Damn. it's a couple years out of college yeah. so like a lot of people are probably in this like similar boat let's throw this question yeah. out to people like if you're listening and you're like 
between the ages of 25 and 30, or you've just finished college and you're just starting out, do you hate yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like DM me at that Viola Kid on yeah. Instagram or at that Viola Kid on Twitter. Like, tell me. I'm I'm curious. I wonder if this is just also coming up in the social media age, if this is just a a sign of the times, or mm-hmm. if, you know, forever as a human. It's just a part of the life cycle of being a human where you're just going to end up hating yourself like in your late 20s. But then like you have that fork in the path, either mm-hmm. beginning in your 30s, you say, no, fuck it. I'm going to love myself. Yeah. Or you continue to hate yourself and then hurt other people around you and become a more broken person. Because in the dating room, I found I'm trying. I'm trying so. to find the least damaged girl I can find. Which is hard because almost everyone- Everybody's got it, their own shit. It's damaged. Everybody's like I broken. haven't met one who hasn't just like gone through some trauma. Yeah. I mean, that's probably part of the realize if you think if like segueing into like 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 the like the, the bubbles or whatever, like yeah. unawareness about certain things. Yeah. And just getting older, you become aware. And part of it's just like dating. Like you think of like the prevalence of harassment, oh, assault, yeah. Yeah. you know, even worse. Like all these things. And it's just, oh, you know. Because if something doesn't happen to you or you don't like actively hear about something, yeah. you know, growing up, you're just, oh, maybe it's a small thing. It's just like if you haven't had everyone, yeah. I have, it's like I've met anyone who hasn't gone through some type of trauma. Statistically, this is a, this is a huge number. And this number. is not new. And it's not yeah, new it's either, not new. but people are feeling emboldened to actually yeah. talk about it. People might, they might have gone through their lives, even people in relationships like not have talked about issues like this. And you, you know, particularly just being like on, on the dating scene, holy, holy shit. There's a lot of like, Bad actors in this things, or yeah. people oblivious. Literally, to we're their, in LA, bad, bad actors. actors. Bad There's actors bad actors everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> you see, agents are the problem. Oh, they're you, why we have harassment. Yeah, I also think it's 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 <laughs> Botox and boob jobs. Ah, uh, the two Bs. The yeah. Better Business Bureau. Better Business Bureau. Those three Bs. Boob jobs and botulism. Ooh, oh, oh yeah. let's, no, go. let's go. That's kind of like a two for one. Boob, boob jobs, Botox, botulism. We're gonna make a a, a, beat, a beat out of that. <laughs> Bars, <laughs> dude. That should be the name of our album. Boob, boob jobs, jobs, botulism. Boob, but you have to. We and it's just us trying to say it really fast. All right, all right. Three, two, one. Boob, boob job, botulism. Boob, boob jobs, bo- boob job, job bo- 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 <laughs> That was an honest take. I really can't say it. Yo, um, yeah, it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite champions in Apex Legends. Nerd alert. His name is Mirage. And he such a video game name. Yeah. And his thing is is like he'll like create uh clones of himself that are just holograms. But he like says, Let me go and bamboozle these people. And one of his voice lines is like fool him. I thought that's what we were doing. Speak, speaking of that, yeah. segway, 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 segway. This is a smooth segue until I call it out. Dude, we should just do Guess that. Guess where I went. Go ahead. Um, th- this past week. Where'd you go? I went to San Francisco for the <clears throat> GDC, a.k.a. Game Designers Conference, a.k.a. Where's it? Great Damn Camps. Um, <laughs> Golden dildo convention. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's yeah, essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very similar. It's yeah. kind of like or, they're next door. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bought some merch. Last <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Got a T-shirt. It's at 
I mean, we know what the merch is. For the future. Not for myself, but for, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For science. So tell Um, me about it. Okay, so it was was, was awesome, man. So it's not like a a Comic-Con thing where it's just a a bunch of, like, appreciation. Go, here's this thing, you know, play this game, you know, talk about this, you know, keynotes, you know, flashy Mm -hmm. explosions. Mm -hmm. This is very specific to the designers and creators of the game. Mm -hmm. So it's the industry side, Mm -hmm. which was fascinating for how huge 30, 40,000 people descend upon San Francisco um, from all over, just like literally just all over the world, similar to NAM in that sense, yeah. except it's more like just industry specific on making it less product focused. But one of the coolest things, it's just like I hadn't seen like it, was just how community driven it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of these conferences, you know, there can be ickiness, but there was almost like none of that. They actively encourage networking it's just how it's structured open and friendly compared to other things and it just never felt icky and i think part of it is because this is a community that doesn't like talking to people yeah (laughs) Yeah. so they gotta figure out how to do these are the designer you know there's it's a bunch of software engineers game (laughs) lovers high-end nerds Nerds. high-end nerds nerds um and so it's like what do you do when you take a bunch of nerds and you put you know forty thousand of them uh, in a conference, room. a lot of bo, and it's <laughs> and You're um, laughing botch- it's true. botulism, um, <laughs> and um, people would probably like would normally not feel as comfortable or so. It felt pretty inclusive mm-hmm. compared to other fields. Nice people, and they would just walk up to you and start talking, and it just felt like a normal aspect of that. What 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 was the what was the kind of like tip that you learned when you were like about networking? In that experience, because it seems like it was transformative mm-hmm. for you. Because like we're also classical, yeah. classically trained musicians, we're not very uh, socially capable people. I like your nature. eyebrows. Oh, thank Hi. you. I just got them done. My name is is Trevor. I am composer. Did you win awards this year? I won awards. My name is Bimo, and I am friends with Jake, the violist. Did you have? Botulism. I cannot get botulism because my parts are robotic. I have no organic matter. Viola. <laughs> <laughs> I use some of the strategies we talked about in our interview with Chris. With Chris. Yeah. He, like, I go up and it's just like, so like, what's your story? What's your I, story? I don't ask That's job. so LA. What's I, your story? Yeah, what's your, what's, what's your story, story bro? bro? Bro, and then I tell him, so in a world. <laughs> Where someone left multiple jobs and moved to LA. One man. A $25 Greyhound ticket. Destiny. And then I ate like a sub at Coming a gas out station. April 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fun. that's gonna I be like, a great trailer. Like so, <laughs> so, so we're going in. So, I like I use some of like the strategies, but but what felt different was just like by even even though they're like actively encouraging the, the networking, mm-hmm. social network. Um, it was just like relationships and like genuine interest in these people mm-hmm. because something fun is like I'm coming to this field from the outside. I've not done any game work. I enjoy games. I love playing them, yeah. but I'm not like. I'm not, not to the, I'm not there. to these tier of these people. Yeah. You know, I've like, I, I put it slightly aside for like school and other yeah. things. So I, 
I watch YouTube videos, I follow it, yeah. but it's like I don't own these systems. Uh -huh. I watch speed running way too much. Yeah, That's yeah, my like that. passion. Yeah, I love it's that. I got a I got an unhealthy addiction to that. But <laughs> but I'm still in the periphery compared to these people who work in it mm -hmm. have probably lived it in their entire lives and for years. So what that what I allowed was that made it really fun because it's not like I'm walking around, I'm not promoting anything. I have like no agenda other than like I want to I, I instead of like wanting to make business connections. Which is part of the goal. That's why you pay the money That's to go, go up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to figure out more about this community and meet people in the community. Yeah. And I think the community was very like receptive. Mm -hmm. And so, unlike compared to other industries, even classic Gaming music, film, everything, different. They, it's it's a different ball game. It's like so they different. were like actively. It really did feel like yeah. community, community, community. Because yeah. you know you're standing in the circle. It wasn't fighting to get the big person. Mm -hmm. They would bring in people, bigger name people who've done stuff would come up. Mm -hmm. and start talking to me. We'd have a great conversation. And and so like one, for one example, just like Wild Story. So I'm, <clears throat> uh, there, there's this thing called Carousel Con. Because this con convention's been here for a long, a long time in the same place, like mm -hmm. other things have formed around it. Mm -hmm. And so the game audio community kind of came up with this like Carousel Con thing. It meets behind the carousel, that's why. Oh. And so they just do micro talks. Yeah. You know, about things they've learned. Anyone can do it. So younger people, new to this, yeah. students can come. They just yeah. give, you know, a 10-minute little speech about something. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I go to this. I'm like, okay, it'll be good. I'll be around the other audio people. Mm -hmm. And so we're standing outside. And then someone walks up there. And someone I went to undergrad with. I haven't seen this person since wow. 2009. She was in my That's composition wild. class. Not a composition major. Just a wonderful person. And we recognized each other. But she starts talking. I was just like, that can't be her. And then, you know, they say the name. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, that's all that's the specific. And then they start giving a biographical inspiration. And, you know, the manners and the talk. I just yeah. recognize it mile away. I, I you know, I'm a, we haven't, like, spoken in yeah. almost 10 years. Yeah. If we're thinking freshman year undergrad. And, yeah, I don't want to think about that timeline. Don't don't think. Don't, don't let the darkness set in. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, so and so we're talking. But then someone else comes up. And she's like a prominent composer in this field, has done trailers, has mm -hmm. done several games. Mm -hmm. And my friend undergrad, she's sitting there, they they start, she's just like, she recognized her, this other yeah. composer who's wow. been around. And so they start talking. So we're wow. talking in this group. Someone else walks up. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I'm just by just sheer luck, I didn't I didn't know of the I'm newer to this community. I didn't know of these people yeah. at all. And yeah. then suddenly I'm in the huddle of an in crowd of people in the business. So we go to eat. So we all go to eat. Okay. So fast forward, we're sitting there. I've been with this group for almost four hours. Yeah. You know, great conversations, finding yeah. about what they do with their life, meeting animators. One guy yeah. is involved with development with Microsoft indie games yeah. and he's scored games and like backstories. And then they see older and in the game community, older <laughs> means like upper 40s, low 50s. You know, yeah. The industry hasn't been like, they just see this gentleman like walking by, they flag him over and they're like, oh my God, it's blah, blah, blah. And he was the composer for all of the Command and Conquer games. I didn't play. I didn't. I played I've a bunch played of the on. other mm -hmm. Civilization, Total Wars, Age of Empires. But, but it's, one of, it's one of like the seminal games of a generation of a, of a generation. Yeah, sure. So they're all like, you know, family. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my god. And we sat down. We talked for an hour. Yeah. With the prominent dude, you know, it's just like sitting here in film. A Zimmer type comes yeah. up and just yeah. sits down and eats steak with you in a food yeah. court. Yeah. And it's just, and so we're talking, it's and it's just it's great. I sit down at a Chipotle. Um, sponsor of the show. Yeah. And, um, and talk with the guy for, who lives in Helsinki. Yeah. For like the whole time. I sit down, I eat the bowl, I look around, I'm like, I'm going to talk to someone. You, you're in front of me. 
trying yeah, to be patient. Talk to me. <laughs> and so we just chatted right there. You know? That's something that's super important to like also drive to the four people listening. Uh, if mm-hmm. you are a, if you're trying to be a musician, you should all meet up. <laughs> you should meet up. Yeah, you should. We should have. Uh, we ready. really, we really want to meet you. We Conti- really want to meet you. Like, I can't believe you're still here. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, especially but, after that story, I know who. Uh, J.K. Rowling, slow it down. <laughs> um, here, here's here's the uh, here's what I want to impress upon. Uh, this podcast and like what I want. We're experiencing life in real time. We're not mm-hmm. in school. We're this fed a certain. We're fed a certain corn, fructose corn syrup. I literally assembly line education of what is what is the potential for your ability as a musician mm-hmm. and what is possible for you as a musician in the world. We don't talk about this in the music school, but the gaming industry is bigger than the movie industry. There are so many more jobs in gaming than there are movies. Like, if you want to make money, you should also look, if you're a composer, you should look at the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. It's it's very tough. It's It's competitive. But what's nice is it seems more creatively fulfilling. It seems like there's like a high threshold of like exploration just because games themselves are so flexible and creative. But also, you have to think about indie gamers. You got to think oh, about the yeah, people who are like, yo, can you like score? Because uh, here in LA, I'm doing a lot more recording. They're like, I'm doing trailers for video games, for mobile games. I'm like mm-hmm. playing for that. If you are a composer, like you can get a couple thousand dollars from an indie gamer that really wants to throw something on Steam. Yeah. And you need to compose like four or five hours of music. Yeah. It's not with that. Yeah. It's not outside their own. And it's a lot, but you know, it's, it's similar in the film, you know, like no money at the bottom mentality wise games aren't treated. It seems like they're not run like an entertainment project, like yeah. a film or a theater yeah. or anything, or yeah. even a concert. Yeah. They, st- I think they come from that mindset and you see this in how the businesses are structured, but yeah. how they function. They're still, they're in a software company mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Which has some real perks. Everything feels it's more long term. Mm. People's jobs are their jobs. It's more specific. Things are regimented. Mm. Or you, you know, you take over a lot of roles in the indie game. Mm. But it's just like they understand, like, oh, this is a two year project, mm-hmm. um, and they'll talk to you the whole time, and you'll work on your part the whole time. Yeah. As opposed to film, which is a two year project. Focus, 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 focus. Oh crap, we need music. It's a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, too. yeah. And so the games, yeah, it's a lot of work. It could be that, but at least like the community wise. It seems like they they respect what you do, but they understand your your role is understood. But they you're involved in the creative process because because mm-hmm. anyone in the gaming field, yes, film they should also know. But anyone in the gaming really understands the value of the music and the sound, mm-hmm. and like how integral that is. Mm-hmm. Um, because since it's such a young generation, it is you know film it film spreads the game. Yeah, it's a lot of young people. It's a lot mm-hmm. of old people been around forever. So mm-hmm. it's been through this. Games are young. And so each of these people grew up loving it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all those games had iconic stuff. So it doesn't have the back history, but mm. what's there is a, is a high high threshold for, like, content. Follow wherever stories are told, uh, especially with new media, uh, be it movies, be it video games, be it television shows. VR. Uh, VR, that's, be it streaming. Like, imagine, I bet you people are going to need royalty-free music for their live stream. 
Like when they when they go, they need an intro, they need an outro, they need music for segments. There's so many different ways that new media is developing where we can find ways yeah. to provide Just value. Make it work. Hold on to your yeah. copyright if you can. Yeah, hold but, on to your masters. But, okay, hold on to your so masters. now yeah. the fun thing. So if we were gonna make a game right here, right now, yeah. what would our what would our game be? So we've already done It would be a battle we've royale. We've already done music. Oh, okay. You'd be in a battle royale genre because that's a cash cow and it's a genre of gaming. That, we'll make money. Yeah, we'll make money. Just look at Apex Legends. They just turned on their, uh, they had 50 million concurrent players faster than any other game in history. Oh my God. Uh, and they just flipped the switch where you buy a $10 battle pass. Let's just go lowball. If 10%, 5 million people of the 50 million people, there's way more players than that now, but like five, 5 million people bought a $10 season pass to make it worth it. And those are the sweaty people that love Battle Royale. <laughs> that's that's a switch where it's $50 million a month for I could go company. for that. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I see there's a lot of value there. Uh, Fortnite so, brings, brought in billions yeah, of dollars. Billions, billions, billions of dollars. So I would make a Battle Royale, but it would be like all mages. Interesting. It would be like Battle Mage. What if it was like a Battle Royale of Battle Royale? So you're in there, you select your character, and your character is a person playing a Battle Royale. So then it would be like The Sims. Battle Royale, exception. Yeah. So it's, it's essentially just Oh, it'd be like people playing Final Fantasy X and playing Blitzball. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy Dude, X. Blitzball was my jam until that. you figure it out. It's just, oh, there's man. no probability. It's just like all the numbers. Just use Jet Shot. Just throw it to Titus. Yeah. And then that, and like, wasn't shot. like Invisible Tackle or something? Yeah. Crazy. Oh, my God. Wither, ta- wither Pass. Oh, man. Stuff. Dude, Dude, I played that. I like, like that an unhealthy amount. I did too. For like how simple. And then, you know, you start looking up guides, like who do I recruit? And yeah. Win? You got to get the fat dude because he's also got at level 100, he's got the highest shooting score. And in that the game. dude by the dock. <laughs> and then you just like, and then you just take Titus and you're like, let me just swim behind my own goal, kick it across the entire map, and still get and it still in. still win. Yeah. Get it in. I'm just trying to get that ultimate weapon for Waka Dog. Dude, good luck. With the blizzard with the blades on it. <laughs> What's the most? Yeah. Oh, that freaking annoying one where you have to dodge like a oh, hundred lightning. Oh, on your night. Yeah, dude, yeah, Screw. Thunder plants. Dude, screw that. A hundred? Dude, you know you're just sitting there. You're just like, oh my God. 93. 96. 94. 94. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and then, uh, uh, what's the face? Do this chocobo. Oh, yeah. This, the, uncontrollable. The yeah. Uncontrollable pieces you gotta get, of crap. You gotta dodge the, the pelicans, but also pick up the balloons, yeah, too. Yeah, dude, talk about, talk about an exercise oh, in futility. Patience. It's just like, yeah. holy crap, so annoying. Yeah. Iconic game, iconic score. Right, you know what? Uh, Nobuo Uematsu uh, is one of the reasons I play music. Yoko Shimomura is mm. also. I actually had dinner with Yoko Shimomura what? Uh, in New Explain. York. Explain. Uh, so I, I need to hear this. I, I was so fortunate I got to play for Final for Fantasy. For a lister, list off a few games. So uh, Final Fantasy, I, I was so I played on uh, Hitoshi Sakimoto's uh, Final Fantasy twelve remastered uh, back in 2016. I literally played my graduation recital at Juilliard and then got on a Greyhound bus to Boston. <laughs> I, I literally Dude, left the hall OG. and then got on a bus. Uh, to get up to do 27 hours of recording. Jesus. Yeah. 
three days so that's and in nine game. hours. That's in game. Your your sound is in it's game. It's in game. Yeah, yeah. It's I was second a, chair. Uh, OTS. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's cool. I didn't know that. For that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then um, I met some people who were in there. Like, I'm not going to drop names because I, I don't want people to like blow them up, but. They're friends of Michael mine. Michael Buble. And they, they like, got me in on Final Fantasy XV. Uh, the, they did a trailer, so I did recording for that. And then it kind of all spiraled till one of the guys that I worked with, he asked me, like, yo, uh, Carnegie Hall, Yokoshimura, Nobuo Uematsu are doing a concert, Final Fantasy, Dissidiate, like, not Dissidiate, uh, Distant Worlds. It's like they mm-hmm. tour. It's like Nobuo Uematsu is like, they Dude, tour all the Final the new Fantasy thing. Music. So I played it in Carnegie Hall. He showed up on stage. Yoko Shimura was in the was in the audience. And after the concert, my boy was like, "Yo, you want to go get dinner with Yoko Shimura?" I was like, <coughs> Are you "Kidding me?" Yes. Bless her heart. She was jet lagged, and like during dinner, she would like have moments where she would kind of fall asleep. Oh man! But uh, one of my biggest regrets was uh, this is before I went to went on the ship, and this was before I went to Japan for a month. Mm-hmm. I could have reached out to her, and like she was like, "Come to the studio, come to Square Enix, and I'll show you around." Uh, but I never did that because I was very scared. So yeah, but I still want to. I want to go back to Japan when my friends lives there. Friend of the pod, Brian Lee. Yeah. Just had a kid. Shout, Shout out. out. We know you're listening. Yeah, we know of course, man. Uh, yeah, I want to go back, meet meet my de facto nephew, and uh, say hi to Yoko Shimomura because she uh, literally changed my life. Wow. Uh, she and Nobuo really because I played video games and I yeah. loved the music and I was like, I want to play that shit on viola. And then oh, and then there you go. <clears throat> there you are. It's like yeah. Why don't Why don't you do that? Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's nuts. Wild. And people seem so like, yeah, you're seeing all these tours because I know you've like played on some. Did you do a Zelda? Did you do? Did, did, yeah, I did like a crazy. bunch of Zelda tours. Um, I miss playing, man. I, wish I, I could... do. I I need to make some more covers because those I never got more satisfaction than taking a video game cover and just putting it on YouTube. I really should just a four part harmony. Just yeah, I mean simple, dirty, simple and bang, dirty. Bang, 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 beautiful, done. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, it's it's really great. Uh, I am super thankful. But see, yeah, now that I talk about it, it seems really dope. But <laughs> there's all this self-loathing that goes on with like, man, you're not doing enough. And so I appreciate this conversation, yeah. like, especially on that imposter syndrome. I'm feeling a lot better. And I hope if you're out there, it helps yeah. you. I mean, there's just so many moments like this. You know, looking at the past where I was, looking up, it's like, probably be impressed by me now yeah just for the i'm doing air quotes you know like the accomplishment list or yeah maybe not current situations but still but then like it's like i've talked to so many people who i have idolized and stuff yeah. and you know what they're doing they're worrying about the same crap they really are they're worried you know they're just like oh my god you know johnny got a pulitzer i've always won who i think yeah. i decided i missed my window yeah. you know i've taught at university for here i've won these awards and they're just not happening and one of the, one of the yeah the most direct comical things that kept happening at least in new york i didn't want to go into the doctor like most people because it's just like dude let's yeah i was like i want to experience life before i invest any more time in school i want to make sure i want to do this yeah and i just didn't see how more school at that immediate part opened up more avenues other than teaching even though i love teaching okay that's that's a couple years to not open up a new, that many new avenues, doors. Mm-hmm. But I kept bumping into people after graduation who are moving into New York, <clears throat> who, had, you know, I'd heard about for years, loved their music, much better composers, you know, been in the biz, you know, pre- most prestigious universities, you name it. Like, and then they were just sitting there like asking me for advice. 
And it Isn't dawned that wild? on me. Yeah, and I was like, I was giving them jobs. And it's just, oh, you know, we're all in the same boat. Because they went to a new place, they were still starting over. They were still fresh. They were just like, oh, like, so how do you, like, how, would, how have you been able to do this? Or how did you accomplish it? And they're, you know, easily, like, on paper, more accomplished. Um, it's so funny. Because we're it's all in a vacuum. Yeah. I, I I can we end on this note? Go circling back to Big Mouth. Do you remember mm-hmm. at the very if you've seen Big Mouth, there's a song at the very beginning. It's called Changes. Okay. It's a cover of a Black Dave. Sabbath song. Oh, okay. But it's sung by a guy named Charles Bradley, and it is so beautiful. I I it's it's I'm going through changes. Did and we play that on the yeah? On the I don't know if we can play it because copyright. I don't want to get busted. But his story is super compelling. I would love to tell because I think it'll kind of this imposter syndrome. Yeah, this let's whole, hear it. I think it's really relevant. So he was uh, raised by his maternal grandmother until mm. he was about eight. And his mom, who was who abandoned him when he was at eight months of age, she took him from his maternal grandmother to live with her in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, so in 1962, okay, because I'm reading off of a Wikipedia article because, you know, I'm awesome. It's real. <laughs> it, it, of course, it's factual. But I, this is how I found out about him because I searched him up. His sister in 1962 took him to see James Brown in the Apollo Theater. That changed his life. But that was awesome. So things, so he fell in love with music. Uh, when he turned 14, he ran away from home because he wanted to escape poor living conditions with his mom. She couldn't really support him. Like he was, he was on a sand floor in his basement. You know, he lived in the streets during the day after he left. He lived on subway cars for mm. two years. He listened to Job Corps, though, and he trained as a chef. So he started working as a chef. Uh... And he was really shy, but he wanted to learn how to sing. He he left his mom's house. He's trying to make money. He's trying, you know, that struggle. Yeah. That average real, 16 year old yeah. problems, right? Yeah. You know, oh, I need to figure out how to live. I'm 16. I don't go to school. How do I do this? He had stage fright and really couldn't. Um, whoa. He was also his bandmates. Okay. So he was in uh, a little band, but had stage fright and couldn't perform. Wow. But then the band disbanded because the members were drafted into the Vietnam War. Okay, fast oh forward, goodness. fast forward, fast forward. How'd, that, how'd the Vietnam War go? Say so what? How, Vietnam. Be- I, uh, anyway, they didn't reform. So he goes to Maine. He worked as a cook in Maine Jesus. for 10 years uh, and decided to head west. Average, you know, 70s, 80s stuff, nomadic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But uh, he later in life, decided to start becoming a James Brown impersonator. <laughs> he was always, he was all, named he Black Velvet. Songs, yeah. He knew all the songs. And that James Brown Apollo theater performance changed his life. So he starts performing as this guy named Black Velvet. He gets over stage fright it's a great for name, 40 too. years. 40, 40. F- years, Trevor. We're sitting here. Bi- How long have we been out of school? Man, like almost four for me. Yeah, it's year three for me. Yeah. This May. Bitching and moaning. Listen to <laughs> us. No, he was working as yeah. a cook and barely getting by. No going in and out of homelessness for 40 yeah. years. He, at, 
in his 60s, he finally gets a record deal. Jesus he tours Christ. the world. That's incredible. And he, he does this for about, uh, he records changes in 2000, 2016. But so it sounds like that from recording. The 70s. And, it, and, it's, yeah. and it's just like. It's old neo soul funk. It's so good. Otis Redding. It's so beautiful. It's, it's beyond. James Brown, Otis Redding, <clears throat> if they had a baby, right? And then he dies a year later, 2017. <laughs> man, you, you never know, man. Bro. So this thing called life is a long game. If you want to be a musician, focus on being the yeah. musician part. Don't yeah. worry about the accolades and the money because you you're could, not gonna you're not gonna get yeah. it right away. I think yeah, it's like talking <clears throat> to one of our, another uh, listener in front of the pod, Sadha Dad. One thing he oh, talked I love about, that, man. Yeah, because you, you're just chatting, things are fun, and then he just like boom, Drops it, a just, bomb. it just goes like philosophical. But one of the things I remember talking, we're outside and in and out. Mm-hmm. You know, standing by his car. So I'm just consumed by like double double slushy goodness. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's just like you have to be comfortable with the decision you make. Or like not 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 seeking against like doing uncomfortable things. Or you have to be comfortable with the fact that it might not work out. Yeah. Which is a to degree. And work in spite of. Yeah. And so he's just like there's like there's no chance. Or no no there's no guarantee of the success, the accolades, the money. Yeah. You have a much better time if you just accept or be comfortable that, okay, it might not turn out. It's like, I might not be doing music the whole time, or I might only be doing music, but I might not be able to do this. Or no music yeah. at all, and I might be happier. Yeah. I went and saw, and then just to finally just that's, that's huge. <clears throat> I might be happier. Yeah. I went, and so uh, another um, dear friend, listener of the pod, uh, Louis, who, who, who helped me stay and crash with him in San Francisco. So this guy, yeah. easily the smartest People throw around, you know, like the G word, goat, goat too much, <laughs> and um, he's the goat. He's, but he's just yeah, he's just, ah! he's, he's, he's he's up there and there's like the ah! the, the, the ma, ma. <laughs> Lebron, <laughs> Lebron. Hey. But so so he's just like smart, just the mind for it. So the dude, he was just a composer classmate of mine. We're in the same studio. He stays for the doctorate. Easily could have been a professor right there. Just like academically minded. He didn't really need it, need it, but he's doing it. And so like, no one's probably been better prepared for that doctorate than this dude mm-hmm. <clears throat> from an academic standpoint mm-hmm. and just some musicianship skills mm-hmm. and mindset. And so I'd heard word that he got a big, big just a brief back. Got a big dick? Yeah. I'd heard word that he had a huge penis. <laughs> and I was just like, let me get a leg of that. Hey. Hey. And um, I'm a tumble, dad. So I, so I was just like, okay, I heard where he got a big commission. I was like, this is great. So he's not yeah. posting stuff about yeah. it. And I was like, I'm going to coax that out of him. I heard he got a like a full-length ballet. And I'm like, that's big money. That's a huge, mm. that's a huge, you know, that's huge, huge deal being a student. Good for him. But he's nice. He won't tell anyone. So I'm going to go get it out of him. So I'm like, hey, man. Hey, Lewis, let's meet for a coffee. We go meet for a coffee. Nice. We sit down. Chat up. I was like, so how was I'd been out of school for a year. Yeah. He'd been in the doctor for a year. Yeah. You know, so we didn't get to see each other much. I was yeah. like, <clears throat> how things been? You know, any like anything exciting? Like, come on, give me the news. Yeah, give and, me, and so give I take my big, give it a loop. I take my my big sip of coffee because I'm yeah, getting ready for that. Yeah. That big. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> Your body's ready. But and then I drank and then I drank the coffee. But um <laughs> and so, <clears throat> <laughs> And that was him choking on the Yeah. And so so sitting there, I'm like, okay, reveal to me this information so I congratulate you and find out more. He's like, Yeah, actually I I do have some big news. I'm I'm quitting school. I'm moving to San Francisco. Whoa. Like almost a legit spray. It was like a movie. I almost yeah. like dropped it out. And it was just 
very like honest and open. And so yeah. we talked about like he was more interested in like the software and computer and programming. That was his like night hobby mm-hmm. that had overtaken it. So it wasn't just a money your future thing. That was the new challenge for him. Mm-hmm. He's really mathematically minded. Mm-hmm. So this is great for it. So mm-hmm. his new interest in exploring was beyond music. Yeah. And as one of our our teachers always said, Stephen Suggs, and you hear it all the time, you know, if you could do anything else, do it, because this isn't easy. Yeah. And that, like, settled, that moment, you know, really settled into it. And he was just like, wait, I could do something else. Yeah. And it's not just a money and the safety of that. It was, that's what he wanted to do. He was just like, what, he huge. didn't, and he didn't even want to wait another year. Yeah. He did what no one does. Yeah. And left in the middle of a doctorate. And leave when you're successful. Yeah, at Julia. Yeah, he was very good. He could have done it. I had no doubt in my mind he'd be set at some college, but it just it wasn't satisfying. So his his thing was software. Fast forward, I'm crashing at his beautiful place in San Francisco. He's doing <clears throat> very well uh, at his job. Senior yeah. software developer. Because he loves Prominent it. company. Because yeah. he's good. You can tell he's good at it. Yeah. I asked him to explain things to me. Yeah. I have no idea what he's saying. Uh. Um, <laughs> but But you just, you know, it's like his passion. Yeah. It came to fruition. And the thing is, for maybe for some who people who've like who've gone in the reverse, maybe they did computer programming and wanted to do music. Mm-hmm. He's he was very comfortable with the decision. There was no guarantee of it. But he did take that leap and he's noticeably happier. That's huge. Noticeably. And I'll never the the <clears throat> the final true sign off is in that conversation after I <clears throat> spit my coffee all over his <laughs> In, in Starbucks. Um, oh, baby. Was, was in the, <laughs> just, but um, is that he's, after he even just like revealed, revealed it. So he hadn't even gone through with the plan. He just revealed the plan. He said he hadn't talked to many people. And, and he was just like, I've made up my mind. No one can convince me otherwise yeah. that I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. A weight of, you know, your whole life as a musician working towards that. Pressures of winning awards, doing this, had been lifted off his shoulders. Yeah. And he said it. Like, I've never felt relieved mm-hmm. in his life. We're, and we're saw, faking and it was nose, hard, baby. It was hard yeah. to see it because I'm sitting there like, you know, struggling yeah. with my own stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it's just like seeing someone transcend, hit Nirvana right in front of you. But it wasn't easy. It was expensive. It was it's a risk. It's hard. Yeah. He, for some people, it's coming to terms like, oh, I'm going to do this music. Well, you and have, you have this well. one life. Yeah. Why are you going to do something that you kind of, yeah. you're good at, but you kind of like when you could do something that you absolutely Just love? Just because he was in, and, and time, sinking time into something. Uh-huh. Like the best example is, okay, like it's tough. Like what if like a preacher or someone loses faith, mm-hmm. but they've invested time in it. It's their job. The it's sunk the, cost you, you fallacy. See it all the, it's the yeah. sunk cost fallacy. They're yeah. right in there. Just, it's what I do. Even I've though, already put a lot of resources yeah. into it. Yeah. I'm familiar with it. It's how they it. think of it. It's who yeah. my friends are. It's how people see it's me. It's how people see me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a weird. Huge. Identity. It's, yeah. But, okay, so let's do um, a sign-off. So <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, man. So this is this is the moment where we um, we're, we're, we're we like a sign-off bit. Yeah. And, and maybe just, Drew, why don't you just start it off? Yeah, this was not planned. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I would just I would just say, I think also just like ending it on just a note where it has people think a little bit more. It's like a B flat. Why are you Mm. (laughs) B flat in the key B major? The fuck is this? Uh, I think it's I think it's important to be cognizant of what makes you happy what makes you happy, not what makes your 
parents happy, not what makes your friends happy. It's not what, how people see you. What do you really want to do? Because at the end of the day, if you really want to do it and it really makes you happy, you're going to do whatever it, it takes. You're not going to have a plan B. You're not going to mm-hmm. do this. Because one thing I've found, and this is something I heard on a podcast about that rappers were talking about, is like if you have a plan B, no matter how small it is, you're going to find a way to squeeze yourself into that plan B. The moment plan A gets, gets tough. rough, right? If you are a musician like me, I will not do anything other than music mm-hmm. right now. Like that is that is the thing. Yes, I love gaming. Yes, I will do gaming in my future. Yeah. It may not be for a few decades, but that is on the horizon for me. Right now, music is the only thing I could really ever want to do because I look at, and it's gaming, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. I look at the way people's eyes light up when I play, when I share myself with That's them. That's the biggest thing. I think I miss. And I it makes miss. me feel like I'm not a waste of space. It makes yeah. me feel like I am doing something with my life. Whereas if I were sitting at, as an accountant, I, w- I would make money, but I don't think I could really have the impact that I want to have on the world. Thanks for listening. This y'all. has been the Faking Notes. Faking Notes Podcast. Faking Notes Podcast. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, don't forget to uh, powder your asshole. Yeah. We'll be in your earbuds later. Your earbuds. Mm. So good.